1: Uh, today, we're bringing you another Who Are You? Um, I'm joined today by one of our, our followers on Twitter, uh, Dr. Andrew Fleming. Andrew, how are you? I'm very well, mate. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, very well. Very well, thank you. Good to, good to have you on the show. As I said, this is part of our Who Are You? series where we get to know um, the stories behind some of our fans who we may not necessarily be uh, <clears throat> interact with, or, or we we see, or, or um, come across on a on a match day. So, um, we're going to go straight into it, Andrew. If you could just tell us a little bit about yourself, please.
2: Yeah, sure, mate. Um, I'm Andrew. Uh, I've um, been um, working overseas for the last eight and a half years. I'm a diplomat with Her Majesty's Government. Um, I was in India for the last five and a half years. Three years before that, in Nigeria. Now I'm back in um, my home, which is somewhere outside of Croydon, in a place called Wallington that no one's ever heard of. Um, But at least uh, there's an easy connection up to the den from there. Uh, And I stay here for a bit. Probably I'll go back abroad again before the end of uh, the year. So uh, just a, a temporary time. It gives me a chance to get to a few more games than I'm normally able to. So, with, with that, obviously, with your with your work, obviously
1: traveling quite quite a lot. Do you do, are you able to keep up with the results quite frequently?
2: Is is it is there easy to access abroad or? Yeah, I mean, results are good. Um, sometimes where I've been living, the internet isn't, so I've not had very good success watching live stream, but um, I tend to rely on Twitter. Uh, and uh, following games on Twitter and quite often because of the time difference, the match is happening and I'm out representing Her Majesty's government at some dinner or something and I'm trying to watch the Twitter while I'm sitting at the table. My wife's digging me in the ribs, saying, put your bloody phone away um, or I'm about to give a speech and then we will score, you know, and it's like, I've... So, uh, yeah. So I, I, I do manage... Um, to watch it and then occasionally I'm actually at a match because wherever I go I'll find the local team to support so I've been supporting uh, for five 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 and a half years Hyderabad FC uh, they actually okay. won their championship last season and uh, sometimes I'm at a match you know uh, they're under the cosh and there's me cheering away because Millwall just scored a goal or something <laughs> or vice versa they score and I'm like oh bloody hell <laughs> but uh, yeah we have those moments from time by time
1: Flying, flying the uh, flying the flag um, in India, which is always always good to always good to hear. So it's quite interesting, obviously, with your with your work and traveling, and and you know, how, why why Mill? How, how how did Bill come about?
2: Okay, it's a bit of a, a bit of a story, um, but uh, let me let me let me say that uh, I, I originally um, when I first got into football, um, I was a Wimbledon fan. I I I I had been taken to some other clubs in South London. Not Millwall. Uh I think my, my, my old man was too scared to take me there. Um but but I went to um I went to Palace. First match was there. Wasn't I, I liked the football but I wasn't too impressed with the club. Um mm-hmm. later on I went to Wimbledon. One of the big deals for Wimbledon was my parents said, Well you can go and watch this lot on your own. So uh being <laughs> 10, 11 Uh, That was a big seller for me. So um, I I supported Wimbledon um, all the way from from the uh, late 70s up until uh, the Milton Keynes business and the move. Terrible business, really. Uh, After that, I got into... um, I I was one of the founder members of the new AFC Wimbledon, but um, let's just say I had a falling out because that would be a whole different episode um with them. But at some point long before that, um, you know, apart from watching Wimbledon, I was just football mad. Um I I I've got dyspraxia. Um so I can't play any sport. Um right. I've got no coordination at all. But I, 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 I became a football referee. Uh, and I the main reason I became a football referee because it was the best paid job in the early eighties for a teenager. Um you earn right. like five pounds an hour and youth matches so I do those and I have, have my cash to go and watch football the rest of the time so I, I went to 531 consecutive Wimbledon matches so I was a proper Wimbledon fan but at the same time there were some other clubs around London that I enjoyed watching and Millwall uh, was increasingly one of them uh, and as we went through the 80s so I went more and more uh, to Millwall games and I always enjoyed going to Millwall probably because of the atmosphere and you know, uh the whole fan thing there, you know, it just appealed to me. So, um yeah. So uh it was it was it was a it was a bit like that. Um that I liked it. But after my falling out with um with uh, AFC and all of that, which is a bit unfortunate, I I I was really happily watching non league football. I've been at eight uh, hundred and forty odd rounds around the world. I quite like watching different places still loving non-league football as well. Um, but, you know, when we were kids, um, there was an episode, my, my missus, she, she, she's Vietnamese, uh, and she went off back to Vietnam. Uh, um, the smallest was four then. She comes back with a fake Chelsea shirt. I can't think of anything more disgusting. Well, maybe one thing, but pretty bad. Huh? So um, she gave it to my boy, and uh, I said, look, this just this just isn't on. You know, you, you can't, no, can't no. give on a thing like this. Yes. So uh, anyway she, she 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 went off um to get the moral support of my father, who always gives it to her. And he did give it to her, as in what on earth have you done? This is this is this is this is ridiculous, I paraphrase. Uh, and, and then he called me and said she's on her way home now. I've told her exactly what I think of that. Um turns up long face, disappeared, boy cried for three days, I want to support a team that plays in blue, well I'm not taking him to Chelsea obviously, that's obvious, I'm not taking him to Wimbledon, who was at home that weekend, Millwall were at home, and uh, I, as, I, as I said, I'm fond of Millwall anyway, so I decided, yep yeah, let's, let's go there, and we went, and we had a fantastic experience, great family club, um, I knew that anyway, uh, and uh, and the boy was hooked from then. And he's he's you know uh, ten years later, eleven years later, he's still a big Millwall fan. So he was part of the catalyst. I mean, I guess if I was going to watch league football, I would have gone to Millwall anyway. But he sort of made it a lot more than I would have probably done. So um, that's really the story in, in a nutshell.
1: It's quite interesting there uh, just to say that you've obviously watched a lot of football around the world and gone to gone to a lot of places. And um, how does the Den? How does it compare to some of the grounds abroad? I imagine the atmospheres can be very different in different places. So I don't think you quite get anything quite like the Den. No, but the old Den was better. Well, I'd move that there to It's interesting because we'll we'll we will come on to that. I mean. You you said, obviously, during the 80s that you um obviously went to a few Wimbledon games and Millwall games.
2: Do you, do you remember your first Millwall game? Do you, do you remember who that was against? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, funnily enough, I was a Wimbledon season ticket holder, so it would have been uh, August 1981. Uh, we were playing you um, at home, first game of the season. Um, it was the first yeah no, it wasn't the first season I went on my own second season, but i had I had my season ticket, and off I went. There was never anybody on the train from my station at Wadden over to uh, over to Wimbledon. It was only a little two carriage train, never anybody ever got on it got off at Hayden's Road that day. I got on the train when it got to Wimbledon. I mean, I'd never seen so many people get on a train in my life. And there was all these fellas sitting around me, all Millwall fans. I mean, most of them didn't wear any colors. Uh, I was in no. my Wimbledon stuff on. And they were all like, oh, you're a Wimbledon fan, blah, blah. And I was like, my God. But they were such nice guys. We had a good laugh. We chatted. Uh, we walked to the ground together. Um, you know, my my, my my parents said, oh, it's Millwall, you've got to be very careful. I was like, put the fear of God in me. But no, the fans were, fans were fantastic. And I, I just thought, yeah like anything else in life, you should see and experience and not go by what other people say. So, um, I guess that gave me a soft spot for Millwall. I wasn't very happy you beat us that day, three, one. Um, and, uh, I, I was massively impressed with the fans that day. The atmosphere was brilliant. I-, I, I, as a kid, I was always, um, up for a good atmosphere at a match. And it was just quite electric, especially from your lot. Um, and uh, yeah, and after that, I saw a lot of Wimbledon Millwall matches over the years in all, th- well, three of the four divisions. Um, and uh, you know, sometimes I was happy from one side, sometimes from the other. And over the years, I've been happy from both sides, I guess. Do you do you still look out?
1: Obviously, I know you said earlier that, you, that you'd had a sort of a bit of falling out with um, with those at Wimbledon. Do you still look out for their results? Is it, I, do they still have? A- I
2: look out and see if they lost. Yeah. Okay. No, they've got no okay. place in my heart. The the original sure. club I absolutely loved. But um mm-hmm. the new one though, I mean probably if I have a second team it's Saturday Because it's in the borough I was born. Mm-hmm. And I'll go and I'll go and watch them sometimes and they've obviously had uh one or two more players on loan at different points, so Yeah. Um I've I I go down there occasionally. <clears throat> okay, and obviously you you touched on there.
1: I think um, you said you preferred preferred the old den. Um, where did you when you went to games at the old den? Where did you where did you stand or sit? Where was your where was your spot? Or was you one that moved around?
2: I, I, I've been I've watched from every part of the ground, including the away end. I used to collect money sometimes in the away end because they used to throw coins at us. Um, but that helped me pay for my next match. I wasn't complain. Absolutely, no. Um, say that, but um, but um, when I was watching Millwall, and you know, through the eighties, that increasingly was the case. Even before I was, probably Millwall was like my second club. By then, um, I would um either go a halfway line, or um somewhere on the corner between there and Ilderton Road end. They're like um. It, up until a certain point, you could sort of sit on a bit of concrete at the base of the floodlight. And a few, a few young lads did that. So I used to like going there uh, and watching from, uh, watching from that corner. So quite often that was uh, one of my favourite places. Um, but sometimes uh, when it was a big crowd, it would be more sort of halfway night. Uh, I was quite sure as a kid, so I would normally go down the front just um, not the best of views. But um, when it was quite a... But yeah, but as I say, i've been every every section of that ground, including the the original seats and cold blown low end ever everything, so uh seeing it from yep. all angles <clears throat> and what what were
1: your memories of the old den what what obviously you said there about the atmosphere being obviously probably playing a part when you was was a bit younger, but what are your memories of the ground and the and and the atmosphere there <laughs>
2: um uh I mean the atmosphere there when it was when it was a decent crowd it was amazing. Uh almost irreplaceable to anything I've seen or heard anywhere on on a, on a, on a on a crazy night we're going to come on to talk about memorable nights I think at some point. So um I'll say that but I mean it's also it was a unique ground you know you were close to the action um uh I I have a weird interest in like Old football stadiums. I'll, I'll I'll travel 200 miles to go and visit one if I know it's going to be knocked down. Um, the, Millwall, the, the old the old Millwall ground with all its uh, all its terracing and the way it was done, the crash barriers and fences and everything. It was just it was just irreplaceable. And never find another ground like that ever anywhere. Um, you know, there's some pretty special places around the world, but that was that was one of them that's just you know beyond. Beyond anything else, I, I really, really liked it. Um, a lot of my friends didn't, um, but, but but I did. And you know,
1: what can I say? It's interesting the way you kind of described the old ground. Obviously, unfortunately, I, I my first games in '94, so we'd obviously moved to the new den. Um, we'd moved to the new den by then, so I never really got to experience it. But the, the way that you have described it there, and the way that. That that a lot of people describe it. It it was it sound it was a unique place. It was a, a one of a kind. You you know you as you probably as you say, oh, and and you probably the best person to ask, having travelled around the world, probably very very
2: unlikely to find anywhere like the old den. I imagine not many places like it. You know, it's funny. Um, one ground I went to that reminded me a little bit of the old den uh, was the Ferrovaros ground in, um, in 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 Budapest. And, of course, Millwall played them um, yes. uh, some years ago as well. But, um, you know, the original ground has been redeveloped now and it looks nothing like it did. You, you know, it might as well have moved. But the the, the the original ground had that similar character. There was a few more seats there, but um, it was that same close to the pitch feel. Lots of terracing around, um, you know, uh, really passionate fans, um, it was uh, probably the nearest comparator that I would give, uh, and I was at the I was at the old den actually for the last game against Bristol Rovers, um, mm-hmm. which uh, which was a really bad day. I felt um, I'm sure many many Millwall fans did. I didn't manage to get any memorabilia on my way out, unfortunately. But <laughs> hey, no, my my dad
1: my dad obviously was. Um He's the reason I support the club, and he he was there that day as well, and says it's a very. Uh, I can't imagine it must be like to leave a ground. Obviously, I've never gone through that with with us at the at the new ground. So, um. But moving on, obviously moving towards the new ground, I get the feeling I think I know where you may go with this. But what do you make of the new den? it's obviously the den now after I think this is our thirtieth. This is our thirtieth year, um, at the new place. Do, do you like it, and and where do you sit?
2: Um. I mean, it's it's better and better designed than a lot of the other new grounds who've still got that relative closeness to the action, which I think is really important in football, first of all. Um, And the architects did a good job if they were trying to um, ensure that uh, there was a good atmosphere in the grounds because a lot of new grounds are soulless. And you can't really say that the den is, is that it has got has got still an intimidating atmosphere for mm-hmm. visitors, which, you know, I think is important actually. You know, with our budget we need a twelfth man, don't we? So um Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean it's 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 it, it it's okay. Um I quite like it. Uh I um I'm a bit short sighted. So my my preference and because I haven't got a season ticket I haven't been away and just come back and going away again and another the date. Um I have to get what I can when I turn up. Um, sometimes I don't even get in but 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 Barry Kitchener block three is usually my preference. That's where I'm sitting tomorrow for the Burnley match. Um, right. Got my Swansea ticket in advance well in advance. I think I'm away for the one in the middle, Vince Norwich. But that's where I'd go if I have a choice. I mean I used to sit in the family block when the kids were little. Um, and I thought that was brilliant they did a great job over there but um, but I, I prefer that and of course if it's an afternoon match you don't have the sun in your eyes like you would in the Dockers
1: Yeah I mean uh, that's. I think that's one thing isn't it that, that I think we, you touched on there the architects and, and the, the atmosphere in the ground is always especially when it's rocking I think the last couple of games and probably the last few seasons when there's been a lot of excitement and around the club the atmosphere really does build inside the ground and I think it's another thing he touched on there that the the fact that the, the you're so close to the players I think they try to possibly from what I've heard capture maybe what the old den was whilst they couldn't have it exactly the same they try to make it that you are on top of the the opposition and and you know some players do struggle with that that kind of intimidating atmosphere and I think they needed to do
2: that definitely definitely and I think I remember them saying that that was part of their intention,
1: okay um moving on let's talk about some some players now and, and some some managers obviously um based on on what you said there so you've got sort of forty around forty years worth of players to to narrow this down who who who's your favorite all time Millwall player
2: there's two players probably that I'll mention. Um, mm-hmm. One before I was really A regular fan But I was watching you And one after So the one The one when I was sort of Quite often getting to see me When I wasn't watching Wimbledon uh, Was Terry Herlock um, Right I mean Dirty Little so and so But Absolutely 100% Always I mean I think he epitomised What the club Stands for In many ways Yeah Um, I I really, really like the guy. Um, seeing him once, um, in his sixties or something. All his hair's gone now, um, but um, but but you know, great mm, blue heart when he was playing for us and whatever other kind of when he was playing for other clubs. But yeah, Uh, and then um, Morrison's the other player that I really like again. Uh. Didn't get, didn't get, didn't get so many yellow and red cards, but weren't great, incredible, uh, and you know he outshone Terry on ap- appearances as well. So um, yeah, I mean, when when I was a fan and going to games, I knew that nine out of ten times he was going to be one of the top two or three players uh, in in our side. Um, so I, I I really like him. The boys like him as well. It's interesting, except Steve Morrison. Sorry, go on. No, no, I say except for the older one who suddenly decided to defect to another club, but that's another story. For the younger one, definitely. <laughs> it,
1: it's interesting with Steve Morrison, I think, because he is a, a marmite footballer in, in many ways, where where Millwall fans are concerned, you're either on the fence that you love him or you or, or you don't. Um me personally, I, I was always a fan of Steve. He he um he was I thought he was a a, a great footballer for us, a, a really important figure in in, in um recent times and, and perhaps part of the reason why we're successful today because I think he, he did a lot for the club um obviously on the pitch and he was very good off it I, I think as well. Um and with obviously Terry Herning, I think there'll be a lot of a lot of um a lot of supporters of from the eighties that would, you probably find a lot, as you say, typified what it meant to be a, a Millwall player, possibly played a little bit, obviously without seeing him about, I don't want to do any injustice here, but possibly played a little bit like how a, a fan would with his heart on his sleeve and, and um giving everything. And I think that's something that the supporters were able to connect with because that's what they would do. He, he was just doing what they would do, but um. Onto, onto the manager um, I, I would imagine that there's probably A couple of candidates here that You could choose from but who would you say was your favourite Manager and any... perhaps not necessarily As an individual but perhaps Was it the style of play, the success that was Achieved or, or, or You know, what what is it about whoever you, you Say <laughs>
2: uh, I mean John Doherty is the only manager that took us in To the uh, top division Even though I wasn't really saying that I was a Millwall fan then. Um that was that was an achievement and you know what a amazing half the season he had in the first first half of the season we were there as well. You know, I mean that, that 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 was brilliant and I admired him even as an opposing fan at that time. Uh so you know and it was unfortunate the second season was so bad. Um and you know, eventually he went before the season was out. Um and Fans always have short memories. I feel so. As good as somebody might be at a certain point, when things when things are going well, they're you know very quick to jump on the back. And maybe 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 Millwall fans are even quicker than some other clubs. I don't know. I wouldn't like to say I think, that, but I think, uh... I think you're definitely. <laughs> I think
1: you're definitely right with 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 that. I think as a manager, especially um, if you're if you've had success. Or you've had a, a real but, a real big thing. Yeah, I think you're right. You if you don't then have success, you're struggling to to keep the fans on board at whatever club. And I think at Mill that that really is something that you know they want they want to be successful. Who doesn't? No, of at the course. End of, the day. of course, and and unfortunately, football is a bit of a results business, isn't it? You know, if you're not winning on the pitch, then unfortunately, um, managers and backroom staff are the ones that tend to that tend to be the to shown shown the door. Um moving back to, to moving back to players. Um i am going to ask this question in two. Um so we've got the worst Millwall player that you've ever seen and the worst player that you've ever seen play
2: against Millwall. Alright. Well I I don't normally do worst. Because I it's just think hard it's negative. It is a hard yeah, question. Yeah, it's a hard question, but like in my work and all of that, I try to avoid being too ultra critical about okay. about 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 worst. Um, you know, and I even struggle with the worst player that I've seen. Um but I have to say that as recently as Saturday, um, you know, and bearing in mind I'm 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 a proud Scot, but I'm half Scottish anyway. Um Ollie McBurney, absolutely appalling in 30 seconds trying to get two people sent off uh with his with his antics and rightfully getting booked he should have got sent off himself because he committed two yellow cards offenses in that space and i absolutely detest any player anywhere that that plays in that in 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 in, in that cheating way of just trying to get a fellow i'll say fellow professional but just fellow player sent off um which is blatantly what he was doing uh, and it wasn't the only incident in the game that he did it either so at the moment as of today he is he is my worst <coughs> player that I've been. i will forget i will forget and there'll be somebody else that comes along later but um but he he really annoyed me on saturday my god i was almost nice. ashamed to be scottish
1: it's one of those i think sometimes when you think about players that play against the club you don't often see them enough they might have a bad game, but it doesn't make them the worst, necessarily the worst player. I do agree that McBurney was, I think he was quite poor on, on, on the game uh, on Saturday. Um, and I think in terms of, I mean, with the worst Millwall player, I'm of the opinion, whoever puts on a Millwall shirt, whoever it is, whether they're on loan, whether they've been signed or they've come through the academy, you've got to try and back them. I don't, I. I when I did this myself... I, I very much struggle to answer that question. I mean, there have been some bad players down down the yeah. line, but it was this hard to narrow it to a worse So, I, perhaps I'll, I'll, I'll reword the question: Is there anybody that you were kind of pleased, to perhaps, see thrown the door, or
2: sold, or, or loaned out? <laughs> Probably quite a lot, but you know, let me let me let me stick by my virtue that I should be supportive of anybody that's played in a Milwaukee. shirt. Okay, um, and um, you know, maybe one day there will be somebody that really, really does my head in.
1: No, no, that's absolutely fine. As I say, I think it's hard to criticise sometimes the players that that play for your club. You <laughs> you try to support them through thick and thin. I know sometimes they might have bad games, but I don't necessarily think they mean to. It's just sometimes it, it's it's just how it how it goes. And um, moving on to to, to moments and games. Um most memorable match involving Millwall now it doesn't necessarily it can be from a from a Wimbledon perspective it can be from obviously from a Millwall perspective but, but what would you say is your most memorable it's
2: definitely match? going to be from a will, Millwall perspective but it was right. still when I was more of a Wimbledon fan Okay, and that would have been I remember the day 19th of February 1985 Leicester City at home in the FA Cup replay um, where we uh, where we did them 2-0 two divisions above us. Um it was just uh just an amazing night. It was that, that one of those nights where the old den was absolutely rocking. Um I remember John Fashion who I think got the first goal. Um he obviously then got sold to Wimbledon. Uh, so I got to know him a bit better then. And, then and then and then and then and then and then I got to know him even better when I was working in Nigeria. Because uh, nice. That's where he lives these days. So, um, yeah, all the way back to his early days. But, um, but yeah, I would say it was a, it was just an amazing. night. the whole place was just complete.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Keep really buzzing. I don't
2: think... Uh, I've been to many matches where there's been a better better atmosphere at single game than that. And I know a lot of other fans have mentioned that match. It's
1: interesting that you pick a cup game because I think that the cup tends to bring out the best in 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 the fans, obviously at Millwall, and I think it tends to bring out sometimes the best in the players. Obviously, we've got history in uh, in the FA Cup more recently, but I think it de- definitely the FA Cup does something to our supporters. And I think wh- when the, when the team may be up against a a um a stronger opposition, um,
2: we tend to be at our best. I think so. And uh, it's just a pity, really, that uh, more clubs aren't still like that. You know, the FA Cup's been so devalued in in my, life, in, in my lifetime of watching football anyway. Mm, yeah, you know, it would be hardest to get into a ground in the uh, 70s and 80s after the fourth round to watch an FA Cup match. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and now it's, you know, probably the easiest opportunity. You get to watch any of the top flight things. <clears throat> And that' so, that's uh, now
1: discounted probably discounted prices as well now to try and encourage fans to actually to go well, into I, was,
2: the I was telling my boy it was cheaper to go and watch the uh, Sheffield United match with him and his girlfriend than it was for me to buy one ticket for the uh, match the other day
1: mm. and that's just yeah that I mean I, I think the magic of the FA Cup is certainly for teams perhaps lower down the footballing chain um the magic is still there I think the magic for me as a as a as a fan i, I do love the fa cup I, I will admit obviously this year um i think our priorities may need to may need to apply somewhere else but um but i, I do love cup run and i, I enjoy watching us um you know be take on that underdog tag and, and try and take on the, the bigger bo- so-called
2: bigger boys Um, well let's be clear i wouldn't swap uh i wouldn't swap the results around i was very happy
1: no, no, I think I think there's a lot of supporters that would probably, myself included, that, that probably feel feel that feel the same. Um, obviously, uh, that the match you mentioned against Leicester being your favourite favourite uh, match, but favourite moment, Millwall moment. Per... Sure. With that, the pet with the sunshine and so pet that, pet 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 the fence pet 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 that, pet 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 fence pet 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 pet
0: pet pet Oh,
2: Austin. I the totally I was totally probably i mean, i, I caught a i of... i i i Gary Lineker's face in that match. And right. I mean, he just looked like a rabbit in headlights. It was just really funny. It, always, it lives with me. I, I, I didn't like him much as a player. I just thought he was a goal hanger. Um, uh, Probably a bit harsh, but there you are. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of him now. I think just opportunist and says whatever's popular. And he's not always said the nicest things about us. So uh, you know, uh, it was it was that moment um, that, um, that 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 always makes me smile. I still have it in my head like it was like last night. It's interesting because you don't often think
1: about things like that, but I would imagine that they're the sort of things that probably that you don't get to see very often. And when you see someone that was considered a, a you know a top player, an England international, scored a lot of goals to to have that kind of perhaps fear of of the dead. Um, it doesn't escape anyone. It never will escape anyone
2: will escape me.
1: <laughs> I mean, that that leads me on, perhaps, to, to the funniest um, Millwall moment. I would imagine does that fall
2: into the same category? Well, it was funny enough. I mean, but honestly, uh, the funniest moment for me—it's a very personal thing. It didn't really uh, involve what was on the pitch. It's more really a shout out for that family stand atmosphere and stuff when uh, when the kids were little. So it would have been two fourteen, first first game of the season. We played Leeds, mm-hmm. and um, my uh, my in-laws were visiting uh, from Vietnam. So I decided to take my father-in-law, who would have been, what wage would he have been then, 75-plus, took him to his first ever football match at the Den to watch uh, to watch us beat Leeds. It was probably about the only highlight of the entire season um and um uh with the two boys and that and at the end him dancing to rocking all over the world with the biggest smile on his face i've still got the videos somewhere uh that was just both really happy and really funny and everything all wrapped up uh it's, i i still still watch it now sometimes when i when i'm feeling a bit down
1: it's it's amazing
2: how a story
1: like that you it's you know people that have never been to the den or have never been to a football match and obviously your father-in-law's case the den does does something to people that it, it can't be explained but, you know the atmosphere mm-hmm. it's it it sucks you in and you just get lost in it and especially obviously when you mentioned you played against Leeds or I could have, I would imagine the atmosphere being quite um quite electric from from the start so and it's nice that it's a personal moment as well sometimes when we we hear some of these it's it's a uh, something that's happened in a game or a player that's done something but it's nice that you've got that memory um obviously with your father-in-law and that's something that as you say will stay with you
2: forever yeah, absolutely no thanks uh, I, I mean i've brought a lot of people from around the world to the den over the years you know i like i like to think i'm a bit of an ambassador of millwall um you know amazing how many people you can talk about middle to anywhere in any country and you'll get this very stereotypical response um, but if we manage to take the conversation five minutes further I'm getting them to change their minds and if they come to the UK I bring them along and they're completely converted and there's so many people that's happened to
1: yeah, well you must be doing a very good job because uh, I think the popularity abroad as well there's a lot of fans that come in from abroad um I I know we've had obviously the influence of, of signing players from Europe that we've had some um fans from the Netherlands and obviously from Germany following Samuel and, and Fleming, but I think abroad we are starting to so perhaps you can you can you're credited for for the um for starting a lot of uh, supporters all, uh, across the globe for, for becoming lions.
2: Doing my best. There's a few wool shirts been brought that are worn in Nigeria and India. Excellent,
1: excellent. Um, I mean, you again. Uh, possibly touching on something that we've already spoke about. The, the best story about following Millwall, um, I would imagine, the story of your father-in-law is probably up there. But is there any any other stories that you've got that perhaps, um, perhaps
2: maybe top that or equal to that? Hmm. Best story of following Millwall. You know, I I regret that I don't get to go watch uh, many many away games. So it's only once in a while I have I have the chance. And when I do, because of the club's membership policy, um I normally have to watch it from a different part of the ground. So okay. um I've had a few incidents in in that situation where I've really had to keep my hands clasped or sit in them or keep my mouth shut or fail to do any of it and then pay paying the price of being glared at usually happily lot. Uh-huh. In any way yet, um, so there's been a few of those moments. It doesn't really replicate the, that, that that special moment with the father-in-law. To be honest, um, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, no, it was, it was. Uh, it, it, it's 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 a bit it's a bit like that. I mean, I really look forward to the time that um, I can I can start getting to some some away games because you know when I used to follow and all over the country, it was nothing like it but it's uh almost impossible to um overcome the uh restrictions of being able to do that with millwall unless you're a ticket holder and you're you're going regularly which is a bit unfortunate but in my case but there you are
1: it, it, i mean i, 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 myself, I am myself i'm a season ticket holder so I, I i years gone by i went to lots of away games i, I still go to, to as many as i can i obviously do a lot more obviously a lot of the home games but I think the 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 membership and the season ticket issue I think there's a lot of um perhaps old school football fans that were used to being able to go to games you know you pay your ticket, you pay your money on the door and you you go into football grounds you
2: yeah, that was how I grew anymore. up yeah.
1: yeah you just can't do that anymore, and I think sometimes you lose i think and i i to a certain extent I can understand it but the, you lose the wall cup that like people might wake up on a Saturday morning and perhaps, you know what? I fancy this one today. I fancy going to wherever in the country, but they're, they're not able to do so,
2: which I think you do lose a little bit of, you do lose some supporters that way. You definitely do. You definitely do. I was definitely one of those kids. And. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Bringing it to um, just before we bring it a little bit more to, to today's uh, today's team. Um, best away day. I know you obviously said there that you, you don't get to as many as as you would like. Is there any away days you have done that you you could say was up
2: there when followed by a following the club? Um. So, let me think. Um, I mean, I suppose Wembley doesn't count. Because, of course, we had the record number of fans in Wembley once. I wasn't there that day, but I was there when we were very close against Wigan in the semi-final. Mm. Definitely a day to forget uh, for every reason, other than the fact yeah, that there was, was such a magnificent yeah. following there. Um, yeah. So that was uh, that was pretty special. Um, I guess the other awake day I went, um, again, it's going back to when we were in the top division um, there was a notorious game against Arsenal um, our first season up um, but I went the second season and it was a midweek match in February uh, and there was a ma- another massive Millwall following uh, there for that it was still back in the days that you could just walk up I'm sure we weren't far off matching the number of Arsenal fans uh, in, 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 in in the ground that we got off with a really good 0-0 draw in that awful season so, um, you know, again, um, it was just that Millwall away atmosphere and sometimes the away atmosphere, as you'll know from going away, can be better in many ways than at home. It was just constant for the ninety minutes, uh, which I'm sure helped the boys pull off what was a, a a good result in a in an awful season. So I remember that game I think especially.
1: I think you're right there with away from home. I think sometimes you kind of feel like a little bit of a siege mentality. You're outnumbered, but you won't, you, you, you're not frightened. You you know, you're outnumbered, but you are going to do your very best to make sure that you are heard and, 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 and do what you can to make sure the boys know that you're there supporting them. So I, I do agree. I think away from home, the atmospheres can be, especially when they're doing well, if you go ahead or you, we, the atmospheres away from home can be very, very special. Um, just, uh, quick moving into today's team. Um, I know you've obviously said that you've been travelling f- for work and, and, and perhaps not been to as many games, but now getting to get into a couple. Um, who's your favourite player in the current squad?
2: Well, I mean, obviously there's my namesake, um, who's been doing very well this season, although I haven't actually seen him play a decent game at all. And uh, really? it was rather funny on um, Saturday. I had a whole group of fans by me that were really giving it to him uh like I said, uh shorter patience if things aren't going well. So it was rather ironic sitting there hearing the name Fleming yelled out in negative terms for ninety minutes. Um but on the other hand, uh I thought that um Tom Bradshaw stood out uh on, on, on Saturday. Brilliant performance five star. So I take away he was my favourite player that day. But I mean, you know, you can go to another game and it can be George Long at the other end that pulls it off with just keeping us in the game and keeping the sack clean sheet. So I, I, I really don't go in for this favourite player thing. I think it's more of a younger generation thing. Um, when I was a kid, I had my favourites, but now I will just go from one match to the next and probably I'll forget <laughs> uh, what well, I saw the week before. So, uh, yeah, you know, I just, I just like to see these boys get on. And uh, enjoy celebrating which which with whoever puts in the good performance.
1: Yeah, I think I think you're right there. I think sometimes with favourite player that tends to be more of a uh, you, you do have your favourites as a, as a child or as a, a teenager perhaps growing up, and as you get older, it's more of a team, more of a team thing. And I think in the middle the team at the moment, I think it is such a team. At the moment, there isn't obviously Fleming is is probably the best player, but. I think the team are so close-knit and everybody's in it together type thing. I think it is difficult to pick one because they all try, they all give in everything for the shirt. So um, sometimes it is hard to pick one and I think, as I say, the squad at the moment are, are very, it's, it's a very good team. It's a very good team, I must admit. Um, this is an interesting question that I'm going to come on to because obviously what we've discussed Earlier, with your perhaps your history with with another club, um, most dislikes opponents,
2: (laughs) (laughs) you know. Go on, sorry, go on. I saw this, and I'm not supposed to like like my principle of not saying who I really can't stand. There's a few clubs I really can't stand, I probably don't follow the convention with Millwall, um too much since I have a load of family that support that other side but um, as a Wimbledon fan um, just like a Hammers fan wrote a book once An Irrational Hatred of Luton so I have an Irrational Hatred of Luton which formed before um, before I became a a, a real Millwall supporter I was only a half a Millwall supporter I suppose um, at that time um, and that really was because of the bloody inconvenience of somebody thinking that they can they can stop away fans going to football, which is one of the worst social experiments ever conducted in this country, I feel. Um, and the other club that did it to me while I was in that same position uh, was Manchester United. Uh, they also chose to ban away supporters for a, a period of time um, because of redevelopment work at Old Trafford. Uh, even though their capacity, I think, was still in the top three in the in the country, which I thought was outrageous, and would other clubs even have been allowed to do it? So it's that sense that you can really do that that that, that, that irks me, and I suppose it's those two clubs that I have the least time for as a result, and I I know I shouldn't still harbour it. 30 years later, but I'm afraid, you know, I've got a good memory and I'm a bitter old sod, so I do. Um, I think
1: I think sometimes with that, though, there's certain things, there's certain teams that you might not necessarily, in terms of, say, Mill were the, the obvious candidates, but sometimes you might play against a team or something happens and you just instantly think, right, that's it, no time for them, and you kind of always secretly look for their results. So I don't think it's necessarily bitter to, help, to hold on to those things. They're, they're, they, that sticks with you. I mean, the, the the next question I was going to say, perhaps uh, if we could narrow it to a top three, you give me two. So if I have to push you and put you on the spot to give me a third, where where are you
2: going? Well, uh, I'm afraid it's, you, you know where it's going to go because of what I said earlier. Okay. <laughs> so um, I, that's I, your three.
1: Okay. I mean, I, I obviously can understand, obviously without going into too much detail. I'm
2: no, we, we won't go into the detail of
1: that. A lot that's gone on, but I can understand, obviously, On what you said There's probably a lot of um, uh, Frustration there So We'll move We'll move Swiftly on um, From that If you could change Anything About Millwall Whether that be um, From the past At the
2: present Or perhaps in the future What would What would it be? Past Uh, Let me Let me give me More than one answer That's all right. Okay Yeah past I wish we'd never Moved out of the old ground I know that's Absolutely ridiculous But I just love that place. It's unique. It can never be replicated. Um, Of course, it was completely impractical to stay there for a whole set of reasons. It could never have been converted into what we need to meet with all the rules and requirements nowadays. But in a utopia, I would have have stayed there. Happy days. Um, Present, I would love to uh, find a better way of being able to get our top tickets to follow them home and away. Uh, I don't know why we go and play away matches in grounds where there's 30,000 capacity and we've got 1,200 tickets and they won't give us any more. I think it's utterly ridiculous. Um, And, you know, it can't be doing the clubs any good um, because, you know, most of the championship teams are in some degree, many large degrees of debt. Um, Yeah. And if we can if we can fill up their grounds so much the better, and I, I you know I I'd, I'd be able to see more matches. But I don't think it's just me. Like you say, it's lots of other people that would go. Um, mm-hmm. um, yep. And uh, I think we've just gone too far one way. Uh, the future, I think Millwall are brilliant working in the community. Um, one of the leaders in the whole of the football league, in my view in terms of what i've seen what i've heard um and i think that's really important and i just hope that we can continue to set that example and be a number one club in that respect i think i think obviously um i
1: can't really comment on the on the past because i never was at the old den so but i think i would imagine there's probably a lot of supporters um who who would would share that sentiment i think that's something that probably is echoed a lot um with the future, uh, sorry, with with the present, I think um, spot on. Uh, sometimes, you, especially when you go to places, they didn't do it this year, but QPR sometimes don't give us the bottom tier. They only give us the top tier. And you just think, like this year, we sold it out. It was a cracking atmosphere. We would send it out every season, but sometimes they don't. And I, I quite agree. I think sometimes you, you might make a decision um, on the day of a game to go. And obviously you, you can't because uh, of the restrictions. And and uh, absolutely agree with, with the work. In the but we don't yeah. give up, we don't give out the bottom tier either as much as we should. No, we don't. And and that's also a very interesting point because we've started to do it this year. But I feel like we've only started to do it this year because pick
2: and I choose. Think. I think
1: yes, is it is pick and choose, and I think it's something that needs to be looked at. Whilst every club yeah. possibly aren't going to take top and bottom, I think the opportunity should be there, and it should be something that's looked at because perhaps if you do get. Um, a smaller away following, for example, a Wigan, a Huddersfield, who might not bring as many. I think there should be some kind of safety way of getting home supporters um, into that that end to be able um, to please. keep some form of atmosphere. So we're not, we are, we are very similar in that sense. We don't always give the full, perhaps a full allocation, and it's something I think the, the the club definitely definitely need to be to be looking at. A um, couple of quirky questions. We, we, we're almost. Almost um, towards the end, a couple of quirky questions that I actually quite like. I can see you've got your um, away shirt on this season's away shirt for for the recording. Um, Favourite football shirt? It doesn't necessarily have to be a Millwall shirt. Uh, Obviously, ideally it would be, but as a kid, was you you a replica shirt fan? Um, What's the best one you've had?
2: We were a pretty poor family, so I didn't get a shirt until I went to work and was able to buy one myself. Right. I like the yeah. Captain Morgan shirt. Um, never owned yeah. one, but but I loved that shirt and that color. I never really understood why they moved away from that color. Um, actually, um, if I'm if, if if I'm honest, and I think there was a period I hadn't gone for about two or three years, and then I came and we'd gone to this darker shade. Um, and it took me a while to get used to it. I, I quite like it now, actually, but mm-hmm. just just a bit. Of, Bit of background, and that 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 Captain Morgan shirt was equated with a really good season, and all. So um, probably that would be the favourite um, that I that I remember. I quite like I quite like the uh, it's not sky blue, but that 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 blue away kit we had last season. Yes. Sea blue, whatever colour. I, yeah. I, I like that. I must have worn it so much that half of the advertising has fallen off it now. So. If, um, that's a real sign that um, that I really liked it because most of my shirts look like they're in mean conditions.
1: Funny enough, I, I actually play football on a Monday night. That's what I was doing also before we recorded this and we play in blue and that's that blue shirt that you described there, that's the one I, I wear. So, no, I, I, that was a lovely kit. That was a nice kit. So, obviously, we couldn't have it for the home kit because we are a darker blue um, side. but it was a very nice kit. That's, um, it, it. it is a nice one. And, an a, a Interesting. I'm going to word this one slightly differently. Um, so we've got best piece of Millwall memorabilia, but best piece of footballing memorabilia that
2: you have. Well, thank you. Because I haven't got any. I mean, I've got. I, I have got some uh, pretty old Millwall programmes going back to the fifties, somewhere among the twenty thousand collection in my loft, um, if my missus hasn't managed to surreptitiously <laughs> throw them away. Um, but. Um, Probably the best bit of football memorabilia I have will be an exit sign from Plough Lane, um, okay. the old Wimbledon ground. Because, yeah. uh, you know, whatever I might say about the current club, that that place and the original club holds a lot in my heart. So um, uh, I remember going and taking that off um, sometime after the ground was shut. Nobody had looted it. So we went and got it once. One evening. Um and um yeah, I've proudly kept that ever since. Although now now you ask and now I mention it, I'm thinking, where the hell is it? I hope that hasn't been thrown in the skip and all. I'd be very upset. But uh You'll have to that's have probably what I have. The... You'll have to look for it. I'll I might be it. having to go up the lost after this, yeah. God. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna to f- I'll finish. I'm gonna throw a little
1: bit of a curveball question. It's just one um for this season and this season only. Do you think this current team
2: will
1: make the top six? Uh, Put you on the spot here.
2: Well, I'm hoping. I think we'll probably know after tomorrow. A win tomorrow, I think we've got a very high percentage chance of doing it. But um, we have to be able to win at home against the best other teams in the division if we're going to make it. Um... But um, I, I think this is the best chance in the whole time we've been back in the championship of making it. So uh, fingers crossed, of course, it comes down to uh, um, having a small squad and uh, players keeping uh, keeping fit and healthy, and we've lost a couple. So, uh, you know, it's a bit tight. But um, I feel after Saturday, yeah. I mean, I'm always someone who's more of a glass half full and half empty person. So yeah, I'm going be for that. it. Of course, I'll be gatted because if we do, I probably won't even get a ticket for the bloody playoff. Uh, but uh, there we are. Well, Andrew,
1: it's been it's been fascinating. It's been quite a, a, an interesting, um, an interesting conversation. Obviously, having the you know the the links to Wimbledon and and Millwall and having stories to tell from from a, a very I think a very unique perspective. Someone who obviously travels the world and and flies the Millwall flag uh, is is something that's absolutely great. And it's it's been really really good to to have you
2: on. Thank you very much. Thank you very much been, for your time. Been a pleasure, Stephen. Uh, and we should give a shout out for all of these fans we have around the world, all the supporters' club. You know, um, many countries, even even our friends in Russia, who of course regularly in the South London press and uh, other papers advocating uh, for peace, which I really appreciate. But, you know, fan groups all over the place, from Africa, from America, uh, and Argentina, of course. um, Absolutely. We we, we should say a big salute to all of you for what you do.
1: Yeah, as I say, that's a a fitting way to to, to end there. I think, um, you know, we've got supporters all around the world and, of course this has been who are you and if if there are any supporters around the world you don't necessarily have to come from from southeast london to get involved with this if you you know whether you're in europe asia america if you'd like to come on and talk about your your mill experiences please um follow us on social media at that mill pod and and get in get in contact with be more than happy to have you guys on there Uh, this will go out um, as a as a podcast obviously on spotify on the website and it will also go out on youtube um as i say please like and subscribe uh on social media and i say if you'd like to be involved then um by all means drop us a message and we'll be happy to to get you on the show again thank you very much andrew it's been a pleasure and we look forward to to the next show